0: Hello, and welcome to Chaplain's Word of the Day. I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett, and I invite you to come along with me as we explore God's Word so that we can be inspired, challenged, and comforted together. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about toughness as I comment on 2 Corinthians 12, verses 6-10. through This passage reads... For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should become exalted above measure. For this thing I besought of the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, as I record this, although it is August in Alabama, I am wearing an army aviator's glove on my hand. Just one, not on this one, just on this one and no, I am not channeling my inner Michael Jackson. I'm wearing this because I recently was unboxing a table for my wife and my pocket knife slipped. Four stitches, three different seats in the emergency room, two hours and one tetanus shot later, I was back home with a very large bandage, a massive bandage almost, covering a small but wound in the web of my hand. Now, I'm wearing this aviator's glove to hold in place a much smaller bandage on that awkward spot in the web of my hand between my thumb and forefinger. It's hard to keep a bandage on there and so that's what I'm doing with this glove on. Now, the thing that surprised me about this accident was that when I looked at the wound, I almost passed out. I felt flushed, lightheaded, nauseated. And so I sat down with my head between my knees, literally between my knees, until the feeling passed, all the while I was holding a paper towel against the uh, wound with pressure to stop the bleeding. I guess all those combat first aid classes in the Army did come in handy, after all. Uh, But after a few minutes, I taped some gauze in place and headed to the local hospital. Mercifully, since it was a Monday evening, the emergency department was not crowded, and I was back home at the scene of the crime. I mean, scene of the accident <laughs> sooner than I had expected. But what I had not expected, what I really didn't expect, was that I almost passed out over a non-life-threatening wound, what in war movies would be called a flesh wound. The knife did go about a half inch into my hand, which is a thing, uh, but I wasn't going to bleed to death, so I'm, I'm a little embarrassed about my lack of toughness, to be honest. Now, contrast my wimpiness with the experience of FBI agent Edmundo Morales during the infamous Miami shootout of 1986. Early in that firefight, Special Agent Morales was hit. He was hit by a rifle bullet which shattered the bones in his forearm. Now, Despite his unspeakably painful wound, Special Agent Morales operated his 12-gauge pump shotgun with one good hand and he put down the two assailants, and he finished the fight. Although his comrades were out of the fight, he was still in it, and he finished it. And although he never regained the complete use of that wounded arm, he continued his service in the FBI until his retirement in 2004. There's no doubt that Special Agent Morales was a tough man. But as we can see in our focal passage for today, so was the Apostle Paul. We don't know for sure what ailment or injury bedeviled Paul so much. The only clue we have is that Paul needed to have a secretary write his letters for him, although he would add his own greeting in his own hand at the end. But in Galatians, Paul made his greeting by saying, in essence, see how big I have to make my letters when I write? So apparently his illness or injury affected his hand or his eyes or both. We're not sure. We don't know what it was. But in any case, Paul's affliction was chronic and severe, such that he sought relief from God on multiple occasions. Now, we know that God always answers our prayers. In this case, he told Paul, no. But he went on to say, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So what did Paul do? What could he have done? Well, first, he could have cursed God and hoped for death. That was an option presented to Job. He could also have sought a cure and a solution for his problems in other places. That is really what King Saul did on a number of occasions. Or he could lean into his affliction and see if God was as good as his word. This is the attitude of the hymn which says, Trust me, try me. Prove me, saith the Lord of hosts, and see if a blessing, an unmeasured blessing, I will not pour out on me. Now, of course, I, I gave the bottom line up front in that passage from 2 Corinthians 12. So, we know what choice Paul made. Because of God's faithfulness and because of God's promises, Paul made the decision to be tough. He made the decision to rest in God, knowing that God would help him to be strong. So, what about us? Are we tough? <laughs> well, I guess I'm not as tough as I thought I was since I almost passed out because of this flesh wound. Toughness, however, is not measured by our initial reaction to an event. It is what we do after the initial shock wears off that counts. You see, when Special Agent Morales was hit by that rifle bullet, he was knocked to the ground in shock and then in agony. As the bullets flew around him, he too had a choice to make. He could lie on the ground and wait for the fatal shot, or he could fight back. He admitted that he got angry, and that motivated him to fight back, and he won that fight because he decided in his will he was going to be tough that day. Toughness is the commitment to endure hardship in order to achieve a goal. Uh, in order to complete a mission or to realize a vision. In 2 Timothy 2.3, Paul instructed his protégé, Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You see, this is the key to toughness for a Christian. We know we can be tough because God has our back. In this case, He not only protects us from behind, but He also puts steel into our spine. So if you come upon hard times in your walk with the Lord, if you feel weak, if you get knocked down, don't worry. And also don't stay down. Like Paul and like Timothy, you can be tough and you can persevere for the cause of Christ. Just to remember the exhortation of Joshua, who told the children of Israel before they crossed the line of departure at the River Jordan and began their campaign to take over the promised land that God had given them, He told them, be bold and be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. When the Lord is with us, we can be tough. Before I go, let me share my new book with you. Seminary taught me to be a pastor, but the army taught me to be a leader. I would like to share how God melded those two skill sets in my new book, Decently and in Order. It's available now on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. If you want to know more about effectively leading teams and events, check out Decently and in Order on Amazon.com. I believe you will find it eye-opening and helpful. That's Decently and in Order by Otis Corbett. Thanks for taking a look. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another portion of God's Word that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett. Bye.